Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Day 742, your hump day Wednesday morning here in New York City. The great Congressman Peter King coming up at 840. 905, Dr. Mark Siegel, and 925, a guy I really like, Joe Pinion, who's running against that louse Chuck Schumer. So we'll talk to those folks. And then again, tomorrow morning, don't forget, 840, Bill O'Reilly, and right after O'Reilly, Donald Trump Jr. So we go from O'Reilly to Trump tomorrow morning. So, um, Again, I just told the story that I've been on Lee Zeldin uh, since day one. I've endorsed Lee. We've been friends for years. I appreciate the job he's done out on Long Island, and I've stuck with it. Bernie's been with uh, Rob Astorino from day one. And every time uh, Giuliani comes on, I don't know Andrew. I know, I know his father, of course, uh, Rudy, very well over the years, very well, but I didn't really know Andrew. And every time Andrew comes on, I'm blown away. I'm like, damn, this kid is smart and tough and has all the right answers, and I like this guy. And I always say to Bernie, I'm telling you guys, you know it. I always say... Burn, I got to tell you, I'm with Zeldin, you're with Rob. This guy, Andrew, he's the most impressive of the three. I say it every time. And I guess uh, Andrew heard that or got back to him. I don't know. But um, last time we spoke to Andrew, Zeldin was trying to keep him off the ballot, which really did piss me off, by the way. But I think that's been resolved. Either way, here he is, a guy that uh, looks better and better to me and Bernie every day, to be honest with you. Rudy's son, the great Andrew Giuliani. Andrew, good morning. It's Sid. Bernie's out today. How are you? Well, Sid, great to be on with you, and you're absolutely right. We were able to fight off the lawsuits and got ourselves on the ballot. Uh, I think the same thing with Rob. So, uh, you know, we'll have a four-way primary come June 28th, as that's when it's settled to be. And I got to tell you, right now we have four debates scheduled. We have one on CBS, we have one on NBC, we have one on PIX, and we have one on Newsmax. And we're just waiting to see, is WA? going to do a debate? We certainly hope so. Well, listen, I uh, no, no, listen. So. I, I've said this for weeks now. Not only should we do a debate, it needs to be here. Uh, it needs to be on this show. Yeah. This is the number one rated show in New York City. We get ratings through the roof, through the roof. I mean this, Andrew, yeah. not to boast. And, and we've been involved in this race from day one. We have all three of you on all the time. So not only will yeah. we do a debate, but I'm telling you, Andrew, it's going to be right here with me and Bernie because that's where you guys belong. And, Sid, I think that's so important, and I'll tell you why. Yes, I was up in Buffalo, and obviously the tragic shooting that happened up there breaks our hearts. Uh, one of the things that happened when I was up there was a New York Times reporter came up to me, uh, and in about a four-minute interview, they asked me five different questions about replacement theory. Now, I obviously <laughs> am completely and clearly against replacement theory, but they made me say it five different times. So at the very end, and actually, thankfully, one of my teammates, he recorded it over here, so we're going to release this video. Um, but I said very clearly, this is why 
you're closer to Pravda than you are free press. <laughs> so you know when NBC and when CBS asks us questions, the first question, it's going to be multiple choice. How much of an insurrectionist do you consider yourself? Somewhat, always, you know. So the thing is, we need to make sure they're coming from places where, you know, really the Republican electorate can get questions yeah. that I think will help them decide, not just questions that are going to try to help the general election Democrat on November 8th, which is unfortunately what we've seen from the CBSs and NBCs mm-hmm. of the world. Yeah. You know, we, I have Joe Pinion in studio coming up at 925. Andrew, I know you know who he is. He's running against yeah. Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer, this louse, actually sent a letter to Fox News telling him to stop with the white replacement theory rhetoric. I mean, is he kidding me? These bodies weren't even cold yet, and these guys were literally dancing in the aisles, giddy that they had a white shooter to, to you know, to you know, to defend this ridiculous white supremacy notion they're trying to sell to America all these months. I maintain these guys actually were almost happy these poor people died, but uh, yeah. you'd have to admit either way, whether I'm right or wrong, that may be tough, that may be tough, but that's me, Andrew, that's Sid. Uh, whether I'm right or wrong, you have to admit that it did not take the Democrats long to make this political rather than the tragic event that it was. Not, not at all, and, and it seems like they pick and choose their tragedies, you know? I mean, what about the New York City subway shooter here? Uh, just a couple of weeks back. What about in Waukesha? Joe Biden never went there. Um, but here immediately he made he looked and said, you know what, this could be something that might politically help me. So I'm going to make uh, make uh, hay about this tragedy. And it's really, really sad. You know, when you think about that coming from the leader of the free world or or the Senate majority leader, uh, that's not the way that they should ultimately look tragedy to tragedy and figure out whether or not they're going to spend their time on it. Agreed. Uh, This is Andrew Giuliani running for governor on the Republican side and I think has been terrific throughout all of this. Let's go back to how we started this conversation. Lee Zeldin, uh, the lawsuit is uh, gone. You're on the ballot. It's going to be a nice competition. Again, looking back to when this whole thing started, is it as simple as Lee didn't want to compete? And again, I like Lee, friend a long time. He just didn't want to compete. Why do you think he did what he did to you and Rob? You know, you'll have to ask him that. I think he was told that he was going to have it handed to him early on and wanted to hand it to him. I've been very clear that uh, I believe Lee is the product of the backroom deal in Albany, and we are the product of right now the 2.9 million registered Republicans. If you look at every single poll that Lee has not paid for, we are either winning or within the margin of error in every single poll. Um, So that tells me that obviously we're doing something right, and trust me, but when I when I work for President Trump, I know how risky trusting all these polls are. But when you see seven or eight different polls that are out there, they're telling you pretty much close to the same thing. It shows that 41 days before the election, uh, as long as we're having the debates that we need to be having, as long as we're getting our message out there, uh, I really think we're going to be the candidate come June 29th. I had a discussion a couple of days ago with a political insider, right? I guess. I don't know what that makes him insiders. I don't know, Andrew. Uh, but I said, <laughs> and I said what I just said to you. I'm being honest with you. I'm like, I like this kid, Andrew Giuliani. I don't know. I, you know I, he comes on. I, I like him. He goes, let me tell you something. He's going to have a tough time. And I said, well, why? Well, why do you say that? He's doing well in the polls. He said, because Giuliani, the name Giuliani can either be great or it could be bad. Mm-hmm. I, I said, wait a second. We're in New York City. This guy was the greatest mayor ever. This guy, 9-11, he said, Sid, that's true. But it's also very democratic. And the name Giuliani can be a blessing and a curse. I don't agree with that, but is there any credibility to that statement? Look, I think, and I've heard that from the beginning, right, that uh, one, of, one of the things that I've been told is, well, you know, the fact that you worked for Trump for four years, the fact that your last name is Giuliani, that's going to hold you back in a general election. 
Uh, I tend to disagree with it, and I think you just look at the polling. If you go deeper into the tabs and you see who's more popular with independents and Democrats, uh, it's actually me. It's not Rob. It's not Lee. It's actually me. And I think the reason for that is very simple. They see somebody that can come in and that actually can change Albany, somebody that's not going to tweak it from the inside and it's going to be controlled by the uh, by the lobbyist class, if you will, or by the party boss. Um, so I disagree with that. I think that is the old political theory that came out probably pre-social media and pre-Trump. That's one of the things, if, if you talk to political consultants, people who make their money off the business, one of the things you'll hear is you know, they don't generally update. There are, there are very, very few really good political consultants that are up to date in their advice. I feel like a lot of the advice I get would have been good advice in 2000 and 2005. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that this I think you need to come and kind of look at it all, and, and trends do tend to repeat themselves at times, and they become somewhat cyclical. But I do think, and it's, you have to acknowledge this, Donald Trump changed the game. And yeah. actually, a, a good example of how Donald Trump changed the game, and this is you know, not in a good way, obviously. She's one of the most dangerous voices, not just in the country and the world, but is AOC right there, right? I mean, you have a 32-year-old on that side of the aisle that has probably the biggest megaphone in the Democratic Party. But if that doesn't show you how game has changed, then we're not learning uh, and not trying to figure out how we can make sure we're doing a better job of getting candidates over the finish line the second Tuesday of each November. Well said, Andrew Giuliani. Now, you've mentioned the fact that you worked for Trump twice. By the way, Donald Trump Jr. will join me tomorrow at 9.05. You mentioned that twice, and your father, of course, a huge part of that uh, Trump office. Now, as far as I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, you went to Mar-a-Lago the same day as Lee Zeldin looking for President Trump's endorsement about a month, a month and a half ago. Uh, I believe you were there first. Lee was there after you. I have not heard who or if anybody President Trump endorsed. I think Zeldin says he's got the endorsement. What's going on with that? No, well, look, when we, when I, when we spoke to President Trump, it was very simple, right? He had said that he would never endorse against us, and depending on the debates, uh, he would consider endorsing us. But right now... His position is simply this. He's going to sit it out. He knows that Lee was on his impeachment team, and he knows that, obviously, I've worked for him for four years. And so because he's got two friends in the race right now, he's going to sit it out until he actually views the debates. And here's what we have to say. Uh, so right now, right now he's Switzerland, but it, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if at some point in the middle of June he jumps in this. Okay, so let's take us to the debate, okay? And uh, it's you, it's Zeldin, whoever the moderator is. They ask you a question. Uh, what would be the difference in answer? I mean, I feel like, and me and Bernie both feel the same way, that for the most part, for the most part, and you're on the right side, you, Astorino, Zeldin, you share the same political views, okay, for the most part. Is there one question the moderator may ask where you and Zeldin would go toe-to-toe because you don't agree? Sure. Uh, Maybe the question would be, do you ever think Andrew Cuomo would make a great president? I don't think no. Uh, And Lee at one point did think yes. Okay, well, let me stop you. Let me stop you for a second, because that keeps coming up. Uh, That keeps coming up. But but uh, we were told that when he was doing that, first of all, it was a long time ago. It dates back to 2014. And at the time, Andrew Cuomo was more of a moderate governor, not the psycho he became in 2021. Any truth to that? But but did but did did we really think that he would make a, a good president? At no, the time? no, no. That, that's no. the thing I think that's exactly. So you have to question that. I'm just kind of giving you an example of 
where we'd be different. I never thought Andrew Cuomo would make a good president. I always knew that even as politicians go and, and sit, as you know, I've been around politicians my entire life, and you have a lot of narcissists in the business. Andrew <laughs> Cuomo might lead the way in terms of narcissism right there. That's why, I mean, that is exactly why he did not actually take those six seniors and put them on the USS company, even though Donald Trump set them up. Why did he do that? One, because he wanted to make sure that Trump did not get the political win and all eyes were focused on him textbook narcissism, and also because he had those in the industry that were actually donating to his campaign when we're talking about, you know, senior senior care. Who would be quicker to fight with the people up in Albany? See, I think the answer is you. I really do. I don't know. You're a tough kid. I, I, something about it, Andrew, I can't, even, I can't even give it to you properly in words, but I feel like if there's a big fight and somebody's got to win, that of all the candidates – you're the guy. Do you consider yourself the toughest of the bunch? Well, one of, look, you know, in, in terms of toughness, I think that's probably something that voters will have to look at when they get debates. I, I know that I can tell you from my standpoint, I, I didn't get into this to, to fold or, or to not be genuine with New Yorkers and to not try to make change. And I think that's probably growing up in, in uh, you know, in, in the household that I grew up in and being able to see New York change uh, from over 2,000 murders a year to less than – 500 murders a year. I mean, it was it was truly amazing. And I learned very early from my father um, that, look, I'd rather keep my integrity and I'd rather have my ideals front and center every single day uh, than sacrifice that and, and be the richest man in the world. Hmm. And to me, that that's that's one thing. And that's one of the things, to be perfectly honest, that drives him absolutely nuts about <laughs> Joe Biden when he looks through this and he sees this. I mean, you could obviously hear anytime you listen to his radio show, yep. it's on his mind. He's thinking about this because he looks and it's truly the exact opposite approach. Uh, so in terms of my approach going up to Albany, I, you know, I've, I've put together a day action plan, what we're going to do. We're going to make sure on day one, I sit down with Hasty and Stuart Cousins uh, and very simply bail reform. If it's not fully repealed, the top three Priorities for you on in the state budget, they're not getting funded. Uh, we're going to make sure nice. we repeal these unconstitutional mandates that have come out that have killed businesses, that have begun to firefighters and police officers and sanitation officers saying it's either your health or it's your job, which is absolutely unconscionable to me, and they'll get rehired with back pay. Nice. And you know what? One of the things that we did yesterday, I know you were talking about this uh, over the last couple of weeks, we helped a bunch of school board candidates get over the finish line yesterday, and that's just the start. I mean, right now I'm looking at my little baby daughter, Grace, as we speak, and when I think about the education she gets, it's, it keeps me up every single night yep. as you see more and yep. more of yep. these crazy theories yep. that are coming into our school. Uh, listen, I, I started my show with that today. I missed work yesterday. I missed work because I had yeah. to deal with my son's school in the Upper West Side. These, these are the most awful people God ever created. They're ruining my son. I won't let it happen, of course, because he's brilliant and he's got great parents. But they are trying to ruin my kid every single day. I can appreciate that. You'll fire Alvin Bragg day one, too, right? Yes? Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. On day one, I think we were the first gubernatorial candidate to say that and ended up coming with a petition to make a recall a potential option for New Yorkers. Uh, as I think right now, you'd have a lot of New Yorkers that have buyer regret yep. uh, in uh, electing Alvin Bragg. Last 60 seconds. One of the things your father did well was he eventually got along with Governor Pataki. And after 9-11, we needed that synergy between the mayor and the governor. We needed that. And your father did that, right? I mean, de Blasio and Cuomo hated each other for years. It wasn't any good. Now, Eric Adams is on record calling your father's tactics racist. I actually told you guys that. I was the one that told you guys that. So clearly, yeah. your father can't stand Eric Adams, which means you can't stand Derek Adams, but if you win, you got to work 
with this guy? How's that going to go? Well, hey, look, uh, first and foremost, to address that, I think just look at the numbers, right? I mean, everybody, every politician has a narrative. When you get down to the numbers, we said 2,000 murders a year down to less than 500 by the time he left office. I mean, of those people that he saved, over 70 percent were black and Hispanic. I mean, you tell me who had more of an effect. And I say, since Henry came down that beautiful river a little, little west of you right here, there's no New Yorker that saved more black and Hispanic lives than Rudy Giuliani. Fact. Look, I think Eric Adams is a chameleon. He'll speak out of both sides of his mouth. And I think if he sits down to meal with us, he's going to tell us exactly what we want to hear. I don't care about what he has to say. I just care about the actions. I mean, make New York a safer place. Make it the business center that you said you were going to do when you ran for office. Hmm. If you do that and you want to politically posture and all that stuff, that's your prerogative. I care about saving New Yorkers. That's the number one priority for me, and I'll make sure my staff, every single day when they come into work, the first question they ask themselves is, what are we going to do today to make New York the safest state in the country? Wow. I have to tell you, your father, I know he's listening. He must be really proud, man. The apple didn't fall far from the tree. You, Every time you come on, Andrew, I mean it. I know you're a big Yankee fan. You could appreciate this. Every time you come on, it's an Aaron Judge home run, and he hits lots of them. <laughs> as, you, as you're witnessing, number 14 last night, my God. Um, listen, I couldn't believe I know. I couldn't believe it was just a week ago that he hit his first run. And by the way, I know you're a big Rangers fan. How about that comeback victory? It's oh, yes. Absolutely yes, awesome. yes. Oh, you're a big Ranger fan, too. You'll be watching the game tonight, yes? Absolutely. We'll be watching tonight. Can't wait. I'm uh, ready for a cup run over here. I remember the, probably one of the first years I watched hockey, they won the cup. And now uh, and now I'm, I'm waiting for my second cup. Yeah, me so too. Let's we, do it now. we had to wait over 50 <laughs> years. It's already been 28 years since they won that cup with Messier back in 94, Andrew. Hey, I think you're great. I really do. Continued success. And we'll keep bringing you on up until uh, June 28th when uh, when you go kick everybody's ass, okay? Thanks, Bernie. Can't wait for you to moderate that debate. Let's do it. All right. Take care. That's Andrew Giuliani, who just spent uh, 15 minutes with me and was great, and then said, thanks, Bernie, on the way out. We'll come back with more Bernie and Sid right after this.